This broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. Each week, we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about. These issues concern children and adults who may be autistic, have Asperger's, or have mental disorders of any kind. We will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons. Now, let's start the show. Good evening. And welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show. Tonight, we're talking about how prepared are you for this new year, 2022? Now, I know we've talked about this the first Friday in this month, but this is still a new year. And this is still the first month. So we're still talking about how prepared are you for 2022? And think about that. I mean, I read something that was really, um, let me see how I want to say this. But it made me think because it said uh, I needed to create new habits. And it says something about my daily habits will either make or break the new year for me from the moment I wake up until the time I fall asleep. I'm running on routine and habit. Okay? That's why 2022 will not be successful without creating new habits and making them stick. And that kind of, when I read that, it kind of got me because uh, I don't know how to explain it, but (laughs) this is a new year, and so far, I'm doing the same thing. I am doing the same thing. This is the 28th day of this brand new first month of 2022. And I'm doing the same thing. And, you know, from the moment you wake up until you fall asleep, you're running on routine and habit. And that's exactly what I've uh, started doing. And that's why 2022 will not be successful without creating new habits and making them stick. Choose one new successful habit that I can start. The easiest point of the day to add a habit are right when you wake up, before or after you eat, or right before you brush your teeth for bed. So now... This is, uh, I don't know, but I what I don't want to do is do the same thing that I was doing last year. And that's really, um, 
I don't know. It just did something to me. So some things I can do, like regular exercising, uh, take time off to relax, um, booking my yearly physical eye and dental appointments. Well, I always do that. I always get all of my, you know, doctors, whatever, whatever. I make it a point to go to all my doctors in the year. But I'm just, you know, it just kind of blew me uh, because I'm still doing the same thing. So, okay, (laughs) I'm going to get off that. I am going to, for those of you who don't know, this is my my boss who uh, helps me, my co-host, I should say. Mr. Coleman, are you there? Hello, Jenny White. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good, good. Over here, dog sitting, so you may hear some whimpering in the in, in the background <laughs> from time to time. Okay. So, what do you think? What do you think about uh, what I was saying? Well, I think that uh, um, regarding, uh, you know, we're operating on repetition and, um, <laughs> you know, what we're used to. So I think yeah. we have to be intentional with um, what we want to accomplish and uh, what we need to do to make it happen. Um, now, so you're right about that. Yeah, so I uh, I definitely agree with that. You know, um, even to the point where you know I've got books that. I want to read um, and uh, just really haven't made uh, made the time to read them, you know, and once my day gets started, you know, it just seems to be, just seems like, you know, taking out the time to read a book. There's no time, the exactly. The, yeah, in the middle of the day, is taken away from something else I should be doing. So I've come to the conclusion that uh, I need to, get my reading and meditation in in the morning, uh, which means actually um, that I'm, you know, going to have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and I'm I'm not, I'm up not too long after that anyway, you know, probably around 5, but I'm going to get up uh, between 4 and 4.30 and read till 5 o'clock. And then at 5 o'clock, you know, I'll uh, do my workout till 7. And then after that, get my day started. I think that routine for me will uh, create the change that I need to um, generate everything else that I need to do. So those are the things that I've identified. But uh, I definitely see your point. Yes, and I'm really going to try to do better because it's just the same thing. I mean, I I read, but that's if I'm out, if I go to the doctor's office, then I have a book with me and I'm sitting there reading 
until they call me. Well, when they're calling, they're done with me. I go home, but I'm not reading when I should be at home. And it's not that I don't have the time. I really, really do. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Well, right now I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to introduce our guest for this evening. Is this honorable retired police person? Is that who's on? Uh, you are too kind with those words. <laughs> How you doing, Officer Burns? Well, I want to say good evening and Happy New Year to me, you, Miss Jenny White, Brother Coleman, and I know Miss Lucy is somewhere around there. And all your loyal listeners. <laughs> oh, she's here. Happy New Year. <laughs> you know um, what you just noted. I. I I, uh, as I was listening to you, um, I wrote myself um, a little prayer that I want to share with you. Okay. This is unusual for me because um, I've been praying a lot more lately than I've ever have. And you just brought up something in my prayer that I think you can will be able to... Um, Accommodating your needs. So okay. I want to say, Lord, I put my trust in your power and my life in your hands. I believe my situation will change according to your words. I believe I am free from the spirits of lack, limitation, poverty, and decrease. There's a blessing for me as I speak these words to snatch me out of this situation and glorify you as the God of the impossible. May you help me change my ways. All right. And that's a good thing because I really, I have to. I have to. That that doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't. I have to do something different. So that's what I'm going to try to do. So, officer, do you want to go ahead and... Start what you're going to say. Yes, and, and you know, I, I understand that um, what I want to talk about is this is definitely a new year. We've come through a rough year. I yes, personally yes, have yes. had challenges in 2021. Um, <clears throat> um, as we, As you spoke earlier, the question is, are you prepared for what's coming is what I want to talk about. Last year, I um, thought I prepared myself to keep from getting sick, but I ended up in the hospital twice, which was a, an experience for me, which I would never wish on anybody during the the COVID stages, um, where that in the beginning I said I wasn't taking the shots, and then I ended up taking every shot that was available to me throughout that year because I feel that, I had to pray about where I was going to take these uh, different shots to see if they would hurt me or help me. Well, my testimony is that every shot that I took has made me healthier as I was sick 
over a period of years. And it led to correcting a problem that I didn't even know I had. So a lot mm. of people talk about, you know, not taking vaccines or or not um, taking the preventive medicine without first, don't get me wrong, you need to consult more than one person when you go into these areas of unknown to find out what is going to be to your advantage. So um, after reading, after consulting, I realized that I'm not 30 anymore. I'm 70. So it's, you know, I'm at the 70 age now where that things are not held together like they were 30 years ago. (laughs) So I know that at some point in time, the Lord stopped giving and started taking away, preparing you to come home. So we have to look at our health issues and determine what's good for us. You know, uh, doctors are human. I get that. But then you are also given the knowledge from God to determine whether that you agree with them or not. And you have that right because that's your body, not their body. And you can tell the doctor what is right for you and what is not right for you by the way you feel. You know, they use statistics and numbers to determine what we need, but then you have to be smart enough to know that if your body rejects it, you need to let them know that and stand your ground on how you're going to feel better. And that's what happened to me over the year. Um, They gave me medicine that made me ill, and I refused to take it after I uh, started getting the warning signs, and that's another thing we need to do as individuals, understand our warning signs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know when you feel good and when you feel bad. <clears throat> and so um, I'm just thankful for God to bring me through that year. And as of this year, in the last month or so, I've started to feel like a human being again. So that's why I said old habits, I'm listening to you about that's why I had to change some habits on how I have consultation with the medical staff that we have to deal with every day because they're under pressure too. Let's not get that mistaken uh, for their professional uh, opinion. That's um, for sure. So we have to do our part with them too because without them, we still might not be in existence. We got to follow their 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 recommendations, but we also have to follow the science as well. Um, and um, also thinking that, also not just thinking, but knowing that they're human too. So, but everybody still has to be held to an accountability. So, well, that's but, a good thing. Yes. Uh, I understand what you're saying. And they are overworked. They really are. I mean, yes, they are. it's so many people that have come down with the uh, disease and they didn't want to take the shot. So a lot of them do say before they pass away is that, you know, if they had to do it all over again, they would have gotten the vaccine. And then they tell everybody else, uh, get the shots. So 
I mean, this is from kids to adults. And that's the part that really hurts me is is the children. And then you have parents that say, my kids are not going to wear a mask. I don't, you know, I have gotten to the point where just say, if you want to wear one, wear it. If you don't, don't. I mean, you got a lot of crazy people. So uh, that's just me. That's just me. When you have a parent with a gun on each hip saying that my kids will not be wearing masks to school, what kind of, um, what is that that you're showing your children? Well, this is also an indication that the world has lost their mind. Um, You got people that don't want to help other people. Um, um, There's selfishness in not wanting to help the health care workers. I mean, uh, the simple thing of putting a mask on for the 10 minutes is you're going to be with this person that you don't want to see or that you have a place that you're going to do business with. I don't see what the big deal is because what they don't understand is that if you do have the virus, that you can spread the germs to another individual while you're uh, in their close proximity. I mean, you know, um, it's a shame that that we had to come up with a a pandemic to tell people to wash their hands. I mean, uh, (laughs) I I don't get that. Grown folks don't even wash their dog on hand. Why do you teach your kids to wash their hands? I remember as a kid, you come outside, sit your butt at the table and see if your head don't swim when your mama <laughs> slap you inside the head. Did you wash your hands? That's the first thing we do. So that stuck with me forever. And there's a reason yeah. why we wash our hands. Right. But did they tell grown folks to do that? Something's wrong here. So the kids are learning from those type of behaviors of people. Oh, absolutely. When you say habits, when you say habits okay, the habit is when you go to the bathroom, you wash your hands. When you come from outside, you wash your hands before you open the fridge. That's right. Um, there's so many things that people seem to take for granted is the reason why we're at this level of uh, inconsistency about doing things. Now, misinformation has been a big problem with this vaccine, too. You know, masks wasn't good in the beginning. Now masks are good. Um then you got the people are saying that the only mask that will prevent the Omicron uh, virus is the KN95s or the right. uh, K95s. Okay, so now, now they didn't want us to wear them because there wasn't enough to go around for the medical teams. But um, I'm just have I, I I'm just kind of burnt out. To be honest with <laughs> you, with it and. Um, I don't know how to separate myself and want to slap some of them. And um, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's just I that know. I, I sit. I mean, when I go someplace, it's it's just appalling to see grown people, even with their children, not attempting to cover their children up. I mean, it's okay for the parents if if you want to be ignorant, that's fine. But you got to teach the children what to do, and their behavior is um, parallel with the parents. 
I mean, kids don't come in the world hating other kids of color. That's taught. That's a taught behavior. They're not evil. That's taught. That's where our problems are. I think our problem is the adults. Hmm. Um, you think? <laughs> well, I know. Mm-hmm. That's what this, my subject tonight is, is like, are you? Are we prepared for what's coming? Um, I'm looking at our society to where that nobody is trying to do the right thing anymore or they're ignoring it or they're condoning it or or um we have lost the educational value of teaching the difference between right and wrong um i strongly don't understand why the lack of education and things that are causing problems in our country, such as the guns. I want to speak shortly about the guns in this country. You want to give, have gun control, but yet you don't want to do what's needed for gun control. I spoke about this subject before, and the subject that I said, if you're going to have a gun, you need to have education about the use of the gun. Uh, in the last year or so, there has been a child every hour been shot by intentionally or unintentionally a weapon found or taken without the permission of the person that they owns a gun. We have more kids killed this past year than died of cancer. The problem, again, is there's no consequences held up over people that have these weapons that don't uh, aren't taught the proper use and the proper storage of the weapons. So I think that um, we as a, um, a responsible society I should step up and say we need to control certain aspects of people owning weapons, such as if you bought a weapon, you should be able to have a class that you must attend to understand the nature of that weapon and that you have the storage facility to store that weapon in a household, especially if you have children. And I don't think that's asking too much. No, because I'm not at all. Reading more and more about children picking up a weapon, playing with it, and then end up shooting their sibling. There's one incident that I just read that a two-year-old killed her mother. Yes. Um. What's wrong with that picture? Huh. You got people hiding guns in clothing. You got people hiding guns under the pillow. You got people hiding guns under the bed. But let's understand the reason why I think most people have guns. It's because of the crime wave that has generated to unproportional levels that people are actually scared. 
They can't count on the police because there's not that many police officers in these urban areas to respond to every time somebody calls a man with a gun. That's a problem. Um, just recently on my block, there was four, I want to say four black males that approached a person's house, knocked on the door, said they were a certain group of individuals um, that were taking census, and when the person answered the door, they forced their way in their house, and one was shot. Oh, wow. If he didn't have his weapon, but they did attack him and then ransacked his house and then shot him. Um, they should have known the census is over. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the problem is I think people don't think – I think also people' minds are overloaded with other different thoughts. I agree with, with that. Which has got people so on the edge of not thinking about, you know, what's right, what's wrong. Um, just like, again, going back to the beginning of what you were referring to is, I think these old habits have made people not think about new changes, what they need to do. Um, you know if your house is dark, you need to put a light outside. Mm-hmm. You can't see in the dark. Um, thieves or burglars or hold-up men, they don't work in the light. You need to have alternatives. You need to be able to, you know, a lot of people don't think they need it, but if you have a camera, you can see from your camera from inside the house instead of opening the door to see. Um, There's so many things that people can upgrade to for protection and safety that they're not even thinking about. Instead of you going out to dinner or or buying something that you really don't need, you need to be invested in your security of your home or security of your vehicle. In my neighborhood, every day I wake up, somebody's car is stolen out of their driveway. Well, the question I have is, if you have a garage, how come you don't put it in it? Hmm. Um, I don't know. Um, I think it's frustrating for me because as a retired police officer, I'm out of the game. All I can do is help advise, help um, instruct people with information, of knowledge, or if I don't know the answer, I'll try to find the answer for you. But people don't want to listen, and that's what the problem is, or they don't think it's going to happen to them. We're in a society that anything can happen anymore. You can be minding your own business, and then something happens. Oh, yes. The question is, are you prepared to deal with it once it happens? Uh, there's an incident that just happened in Milwaukee where a young man was riding his bike and got hit by uh, a car. Um, and a confrontation transpired where that the young man was black on the bicycle and it was a white lawyer that confronted this individual. The problem that happened was the young man in the bicycle felt threatened and pulled his gun 
Oh, wow. And killed. Oh, no. In fear of his life. Well, the problem is that the defense said that he was protecting himself in self-defense, but what he did in making a mistake by taking a stand and testifying, not thinking or not talking to his lawyer and said, and remember this, this is the problem when I tell people all the time. When you speak too fast without thinking on a criminal charge, your words can hurt you. What he said was that might incriminate him was that the gun accidentally went off. Well, if the gun accident, accidentally went off, then it wasn't self-defense which threw his case out the window. And the jury came up with a conviction of guilty. Oh, wow. That's where a lot of people don't understand about if you own a gun, it's up to you to understand that the law is not always on your side if you use the gun and you state it's self-defense. That's why I recommend having some type of insurance for liability in the event that you use your weapon because you're going to need a lawyer regardless. If you get into a situation like that, if you depended on a court-appointed lawyer, that may not be in your favor. You need a lawyer that's going to fight for you for your rights that is established in that area and that field. So it's like, okay, I need to understand that. You need somebody working on your side in your defense because carrying a gun has a major liability factor. Yeah, well, that's really sad that he did that because now he's going to be sent away for a nice little long time, I'm sure. Yes, and that was um, he was he ended up being charged with first degree intentional homicide. Oh, oh, wow! That sounds oh. like life. Yeah, yeah, it does. And and the bad part about it is, there was a video of the incident itself, and the and the video showed that the vehicle hit him, and he got out the car and went after him or over to him. But it was ruled that I, by his statement alone, he said the gun accidentally discharged. Well, that kind of changed the scenario when he said he was standing for self-defense, for fear for his life. How a couple words can change your whole story. Huh. It changed your you life. Know, yeah. Which is uh, it's sad, too, um, because he was minding his own business. Um, and yeah, so, uh, he was minding his own business, but he was strapped, too. So, you know, he was ready for something. Well, let me say this to you. The gun that he was carrying wasn't illegal. Well, I mean, that's fine. I understand. He, uh, well, you know, there were some, you know, some mistakes made. And, and and he definitely made one. 
which cost him his freedom. Um, you know, but his life. Yeah, yeah. So there's a you know there's a lot going on in our communities now, and violence is on the increase. You know, um, so we really have to be prepared for, um, like they say, uh, plan for the worst, hope for the best, you know, type of situations. Um, And so it's just unfortunate that, you know, domestic crimes have gone up, um, uh, child abuse has gone up, you know, and a lot of it's, you know, being unreported now since, you know, the kids are in and out of school you know, um, and not real consistent with that right now. So a lot of the times the mandated reporters that were um, reporting this, you know, reporting their suspicions to uh, Child Protective Services aren't, you know, aren't seeing the kids on a regular basis. And so uh, a lot of things are going unreported, um, which is uh, unfortunate. I mean, even to the point where the uh, two police officers in New York, you know, got murdered responding to a domestic um, disturbance. And so, uh, and now they have a new DA who's uh, vowing to make some changes. Uh, And I don't think the police force is really in support of that. I don't even think Mayor, you know, Eric uh, Adams uh, is necessarily 100% in support since he's an ex-police officer. Uh, some of the things that the black, this new black DA is uh, proposing. And um, I heard today, you know, at the funeral of one of the officers, um, Officer Rodriguez, uh, his wife mentioned, you know, that her husband was not happy with uh, a lot of the new rules, you know, and she mentioned, you know, the DA. Um, and uh, and the cops all stood up and gave her a standing ovation. So, you know, it looks like the police force isn't in support of uh, some of the changes that the new DA has proposed. Uh, so, you know, um, uh, you know, and New York is, was notorious for the stop and frisk and, you know, some other things that they had going on. Um, and I think that Eric Adams is, is talking about instituting a new, well, oh, reopening uh, a task force, I guess, to try to get guns off the street, you know, and people are kind of fearing that that's going to go back to the old stop and frisk rules. So right. it's um, kind of like a wait and see type of situation, you know, and, and with this um, new police reform initiative, you know, and, and energy towards that and you know, I think the police take the police reform as uh, defund the police. So it's, uh, it's kind of tricky right now, you know, with uh, what we have going on in terms of, um, you know, violence in our communities and violence on the citizens <laughs> from the people that we pay to protect us as well. So what, what hmm. are your thoughts about that, Officer Barn? Well, let me chime in on on what you just said too. Uh, okay, can I, you um, hold one one second? I have. Uh, 
Miss Lucy, who you were talking about, and she, and here she is. <laughs> okay, Hello, they can Lucy. finish their conversation because I was listening to it, but I just wanted to make a comment. So they can go on, and then I, after they finish, I'll make a comment because I was thinking about the case that uh, Officer Barnes, and by the way, Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Yeah, but uh, you and uh, uh, our uh, co-host can finish the conversation that we're talking about because it was interesting. Okay. Well, you know, with with um, Mary Adams, um, newly elected, that wants to make the changes, I don't know if you heard that he was trying to get his brother into um, his uh, security staff, and they denied his brother the right he denied him to have his brother because of nepotism, some white charter law that they have stating that he cannot work for New York at that salary. He can work for him for a dollar as his <laughs> security advisor, which it seems like the problem is they're already attacking Mayor Adams before he gets started. Uh, into this, and with these new shootings that have occurred in New York, has begun a problem not just in New York across the United States. I don't know if you heard that last night there was three more shootings of police officers in Houston. Um, just last week there was one that was executed by machine gun fire on a traffic stop a couple nights ago. Um, the police, from what I've been um, on on this uh, network that I deal with, I just want to acknowledge there was, in 2021, there was 515 police officers that died in the line of duty. Um, 353 of those officers died actively uh, attracting, uh, contracting uh, COVID. And as of this year alone, 25 deaths in the line of duty of police officers. But what is astounding to me is right now I found that there was 24 police officers shot this month alone. Um, How many? 24 okay. have been shot. That's not including the 25 officers that have died in the line of duty. But those uh, are uh, all over the country, right? Yes. That's all over okay. the country. But if you look at that, that's averaging one, almost one a day. So I think there's a war on police. Um, um, I think the citizens, I, I, I've been following another uh, crime wave where I'm following males killing females and babies by drive-by shootings. Uh, innocent babies have been dying quite rapidly uh, as, 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 as um, what is that age I saw, six months old, wow. as low as six months old. She was sitting in her car and got shot by a drive-by shooting in the back seat. Um, pregnant women have been executed in their car, sitting in their car by these males. Um, it's very upsetting when, you know, you see what's going on and you can't do anything about it. Um, and my mom used to say, evil only exists because good people fail to do nothing. 
There's mm-hmm. people in power that can make changes or make situations work for the community because what I'm finding out is that they're not holding these individuals once they arrest them. For whatever reason, I do not know. I learned of something new yesterday that kind of shocked me where that you have police officers now, I'm not defending them because it's making me sick, have an opportunity to not accept the run if they choose not to go. And I didn't really? understand it. Yes, really? I didn't understand it. <laughs> I had to call several people to find out what in the hell are y'all talking about? Are you In other words, me? if they can receive a certain type of run, they can refuse to go. Well, then they I don't said, well, need who to be started that? policemen. Yes. I said, who started that? So I called several people um, in the ranking file, and they confirmed it too. This is the issue that we're experiencing. These, This generation is a generation that does not respect tradition. They're doing in the academy things that I've never heard of where that if you fail, they just send you back through. <laughs> so what are we what are we doing? Are we scrapping the barrel? Are we at the bottom of the barrel? Then Probably. there's some state there's some state that I saw that some governor is welcoming police officers that are unvaccinated to join their police department if their department doesn't want to keep them. I'm, I, I guess I'm confused <laughs> about what's going on in America right now. Have we all lost our mind? Are we Probably. stuck on stupid? That um, why are we accepting what we know is not right? Well, for the police, I'm thinking it's because possibly a lot of them may have retired and left, and they're trying to get anyone that they can. And that's why if they are failing, they're sending them back in, you know, hopes that he'll uh, pass the second time. Yeah, but time. to retain a person that's not qualified does not help the community. Well, they're trying to take anything they can get now. Okay, I understand that part of it, but my problem is if you have individuals that are not qualified, do not have the compassion, doesn't understand the diversity, we got a problem coming. We have a problem if you said that they're saying... Uh, I don't want to go. How can you? I thought when you worked for someone, you had to do what that person told you to do. Absolutely. That's what I was told. Well, I'm going to give you a good example. Let that happen when I was working back in the day. All they would tell you to do is, okay, like say my code was 3751. We need you to come into the station. At that moment, I should be preparing my uh, where I'm going. 
because I would no longer probably be working there or I'll be brought up on charges. That's the way it used to work. Um, when I see police officers today with beards, okay, I'm, I'm not getting that. We had a standard um, that I thought was respectful to the community as well as to the department itself. You don't see state police with beards. Um, you don't see too many police departments that I know of outside Detroit with uh, a certain code of dressing. Uh, some of these police officers that, that I see, they have utility uniforms on, and one of those, um, what do you call them, the um, embroidered badges. They don't even wear a real badge anymore. To me, anybody could put that on their uniform and, and you know, and portray a police officer. Um, you can't read the badge number that that well at night, but you can read a shiny badge. Mm-hmm. I think we're getting away from not just tradition, but the way that will gain the confidence of the community, we're losing that. Well, we've I mean, been losing it. It's it's not just starting. It's been no, doing it's not that. just starting. But I'm just saying, going forward again, how are we preparing ourselves to bring back the community when you can't even trust the police department? And that's sad, too, because we used to trust them. But now, I mean, it reminds me of when President Obama had an opportunity to choose a judge for the Supreme Court. And then uh, Mr. Um, Twice, what is it, the man that, Anyway, he told everybody, well, just just wait till the new president gets in and let him do the choosing. And that's what they did. That's what they did. Now, you know, regulations has just gone out the window. People in any kind of position now, it seems as though they can do what they want to do. We have no standards anymore. Absolutely. So I, I just don't get it. And you're right. We don't have any respect for the cops, especially when they ride down the street and see this young man with a rifle and they pass right on by. Now, well, you got to remember, a- too, there's something that I've always went against and I don't care what nobody says about this, uh, if they disagree with me or not. I think residency for most oh, urban yes. cities has oh, yes. killed their cities. I agree. Um, they do not have any loyalty to the city when you are a transitional person. If you live up in Oswassee, Michigan, wherever that's at, and come to Detroit to work, you don't care about the people in Detroit. You're just here for the paycheck. And then you're you right. Back, you're going. 
But if you live in the community, it's a little bit more because now your family's here. You're part of the community. So you don't want that in your neighborhood either. That's the way it was when I was coming through. And to this day, people think of me that way. I mean, I can't do what I did 30 years ago, but I know what I can do today, too. But the problem is, like I said, we're on our own out here, whether people want to realize that or not. And that so may have be for, why uh, everybody's buying up all these guns. And that's what, that was my, my, my purpose of saying that was because the reason why people have guns is because they're afraid of when you pick up the phone to call, if you have that opportunity or that luxury to do that, they may be coming and they may not be coming. So you have to do what you have to do. But nine times out of ten, we all know that if you're in a situation, it's kind of hard to dial for the police when you are being attacked. So, but my thing is this. We have to start being vigilant and concerned about what we need to do to protect ourselves from danger. I tell people when you drive in your driveway, you back in your driveway to your garage or to your backyard because when you're backing out of your driveway, you have to turn your head almost 360 to see what's around you. That's and you true. just like you go to a, a, a intersection, you have to look two or three times before you go through the intersection because here comes a speeding car that you didn't see the last time you looked. Or we know about the incidents when babies got out the car and was behind the vehicle as you backed out the driveway because you can't see when you're backing out. So I've always instructed people in, in my security classes to back in your driveway. Therefore, you'll have the opportunity when you come out your driveway, you're looking in the direction that you're going. So you don't have to twist your head back and forth. Because most people's driveways, they have a house on each side. So you don't have that much worry. And then you light up your driveway at night. So that will give you daylight to see where you're going. That's just, you know, one of the things that can help you protect yourself. Yeah, well, I, I agree with that. That backing out, you do have to turn your head. And, you know, with the speeding cars that come down the street, too, sometimes you don't see them until they're too late. That's true. Especially Especially if you have a car car parked right and you didn't see that car coming. No. Um, So... That's one of your habits to get out of if you're an individual that um, backs out the driveway. Change your habit. Learn how to be safer. Learn how to protect yourself. And then if you stand at the end of your driveway stopping them, then you know what you need to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, sir, what do I need to do? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I always say if you drive a Ram, you know what you do. <laughs> yeah, I had um um it's 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 a shame how we have to worry about um safety to, to, um like that, but I mean what what do you want to happen? You want to be able to to not suffer from an incident because of ignorance. And then we also, those that have children or grandchildren or great-grandchildren coming up, we have to worry about what's going to happen to them. Just like my mother's um, Indian tribe that I came, that we, uh, we were born on, we always went back, and they teach seven generations out. So wow. it's always ongoing education of what to do, what to expect, the tradition of how to do things. We don't do that. No, we don't. We don't do the first one. <laughs> right. Which is, um, again, like you mentioned earlier, about changing habits. We need to change some things in our life if we're going to go forward. And I think that the best way to start that is start with your own family. Don't try to go out here saving the world. I think what we need to do as individuals is take care of our own, teach our own what we need them to know. Um, I was reading something where a lady left um, one state, went to another state. I'm trying to remember the state she left, but she ended up in Atlanta taking it. Oh, she moved out of Chicago. You know, Chicago was killing people left and right, so she wanted to get away from this. So she moved to Atlanta with her sons. And I'll be darned if and he got killed. they weren't down there a month and her baby was walking home from school with some other kids, and this one kid pulled out a gun and shot him in the head. Mm-hmm. See, you can't run from this trouble. You it's got that fight. right. It's all it's, over. Yes, but it's the knowledge of understanding what to do is what is critical in a person's life. That's true. You know, I teach my, my grandkids, I tell them all the time, everybody's not your friend. And you got to know the difference between what a friend is. You know, sometimes if you're the popular person, people want to be around you just because you're popular. But that doesn't make them your friend. Kids today have a little bit tougher time because they have the bullying where they have really nowhere to go when it comes to the social media part. Um, There's been a lot of kids committed suicide because of this social media. Yes. like I said, we—I mean—we have to be, I think, as adults, more responsible with our children and know what they're doing. Even though we know that they have a problem with you prying in their little information, I don't care about that. I want to know what you're looking at, what's on your phone. You know, um, you got these predators after these young kids. That's true. You got human trafficking out there. People don't seem to understand that. Um, it's just so much I know that 
is on us as human beings, but we're going to have to prioritize the um, things that are important in our lives. And I think the children, to me, have become number one on my list. Because I know I'm not going to be here that much longer. And they have a life they have to live with me here or with me gone. So at least I want to put my two cents in to where that I'm of value to them while I'm here. And then maybe it'll resonate with them while I'm gone. We've got to face the fact we were born and we're going to die, but we just don't know when. <laughs> oh, yes. Everybody got a date. Yes, ma'am. And you don't pick it. No, we don't. <laughs> You're right about that. Yeah. So, but we need to teach our children and try to guide them in the right way. You know, um, I don't see what the young man that was shooting up Oxford and killed those four kids. I mean, did his parents teach him anything? No, because his dad bought him a gun. A gun. Now a 15-year-old, they're going to uh, charge him as a man. Yeah, and I also saw that he's trying to take the insanity route. Well... I mean, you have to take control of your children. You have to take control of your children when they're young. They don't know. They don't know. You have to tell them. That's what parents are for. So... Uh, I think we also you know. have to control what they watch on TV as much as we can. Well, I mean, that too. The internet, the way it is now, the streaming, they have movies on on now that, shoot, I don't even like looking at. Um, I mean, everything is shoot them up, shoot them up, shoot them up. That's what they say, yeah. And... You know, the problem is, I don't know if you ever see those PlayStation games where they have, you know, you pick your 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 villain. The problem is some of these kids think they're going to come back after they kill somebody or kill themselves. <laughs> because they keep using the characters that they, you know, that, that they killed off. Mm-hmm. I've watched that too. and, and um, um, But I've never known how violent those games are till I saw one of my nephews uh, playing one. I said, what is this? And, um, you know, some games are overdeveloped for certain kids' mindsets. Well, like I said before, parents ought to be parents. Right, and not their friends. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I knew some parents that had their kids calling them on their first name basis. Well, that's nothing. 
they go they go to the bars together. <laughs> you know. Thank God I have four grown children and they're all doing well. They're not in jail or anything like that. So I thank God for that. I really do. I really do. Well, it's obvious it's telling us that you have been a good parent. Well, I didn't go that far, but I thank I will, God that they're doing that, well. That, that's a blessing in disguise right there. When, when you can probably say that your children have not cost you any headache such as that, and they're responsible. That's true. That's true. Well, I, I ain't gonna say ain't no ain't been no headaches, but you know, we ain't in jail. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's been a couple bumps in the road, but you know, like I think that comes with parenting. But uh, we all turned out well. Yes, thank you, Jesus. And you've been a good mother. So I just want you to know. Oh, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, the parents have to take a part in the kid's life. You should Absolutely. know what your child are doing, what, what your children are doing. And, you know, you have to know when to give them a phone or, you know, you had there's times when you can and times when you can't. And I don't care because Johnny said, well, my friend Susie, she can do that. Her mama said she can do that. I, you know, that's Susie's mama. I ain't got nothing to do with that. So, I mean, you know. But this day and time, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because a lot of parents are young and they got pregnant and then they missed some stuff and so they dumping their kids on whoever or leaving them at home. I was uh, reading where these kids were told to stay in the basement while their mother went out of town to be with her boyfriend. And she said she put the snacks downstairs in the basement. Do not leave the basement. And uh, I forgot what happened, but (laughs) the cops found them down there in the basement. So they really got on mama. But that, that, why, why, I don't understand. You don't leave your kids, go out of town. And leave them in the basement and say, don't come out. So That's her way of saying that they'll be safe. Oh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Until something happens. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, you got to see that person that bad. I mean, you're putting things before your kids. But, anyway... Anyway, we were uh, discussing habits, old habits that we're still doing. I mean, this is a new year, and we should have 
worked out our little um, New Year's, what we were going to do, what we're going to change, and I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to quit drinking. I mean, you know, and a lot of times you do stop, but maybe after three weeks, I need a drink. (laughs) And you go back to your old habits. And you go back to your old habits. You're absolutely right. But I've got to change this. This is crazy. When I saw that and it said, you know, you're doing the same thing that you did before. It's a new year. Why are you doing the exact same that you were doing before? It makes well, sometimes no sense. they say it takes a long time to change your old dog to learn new tricks. <laughs> okay, if you say so. I well, got a dog, and she she's really smart. Well, animals, I think, are smarter than people anyway. <laughs> They're not reading the rule book. <laughs> they have instincts. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. But, I mean, you know, this changing your habit is really something. You've got to replace it with something different. Now, I like uh, gun smoke. (laughs) (laughs) I love... (laughs) Well, you must love it now. Is it... It's in color. Oh, now see, that's what I don't like. I I love the black and white, but uh, yeah, they do come out. I see you've been watching. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have uh-huh. no problem. I'm a, I'm a cowboy man. <laughs> but I mean, I and I'll sit there all day just watching him. Until I read that, I said, that makes no sense to me. No sense. Like, you just have to develop some discipline in your changing of your habits. Does that mean I got to put Matt Dillon down? Yeah, you're going to have to go watch. to, like, the Tales of Wells Fargo or something. <laughs> oh, I love Wells Fargo. Uh, uh, I want Marshall Dillon. Yeah, okay, well, whatever. I do want to change, though, because I, you know, like I said, if I take a book to the doctor's office, and start reading, and it's good, I come home and I put it down. And then some I haven't even picked up, I tell you. So I've got to start doing that. I refuse to do the same thing every day. No, I have to be more progressive. Yep. 
So uh, I have another listener that would like to make a comment. Hello, listener. Yeah. Is this PC? Hello. I'm doing great. Hi, Reggie. Oh. I'm talking for a while. But I got a question. Uh, now that, like you said, the police department is, is, is short of people, what's going to happen, like, say, for instance, uh, you've got a Republican and Democrat. If everything starts getting split down the middle, how does a police force uh, maintain its standards? Or is that something uh, they haven't talked, you know, thought about in order to maintain their standards it has to uh filter down from the person in charge and the problem is you think about it uh detroit's had over man over in the last 10 years i think they've had over six different police chiefs wow Uh, when i was there chief hart was a police chief for almost 20 years so when you keep changing the regime of leadership, you know, there's some people that are not as qualified as the ones you would think because what I never understood is why do you always have to go outside your department to promote a person in charge when the troops have respect for the ones that climb through the ranks? from where they were, which they understand what they go through. Uh, it, it's like bringing somebody from the outside area into your domain that don't even know anything about you and wants and want to make drastic changes without understanding the demographics involved. So I think the problem is that, you know, I don't think people respect the changes because the changes don't reflect their environment. So that's why I guess the, the tradition changes because um, I'll give you a good example. When Chief Craig came in, there was a standard of how they promoted it. He changed that whole standard. He promoted the people he wanted to promote outside of just, you know, going through the process the way they used to have it. It's okay to make changes, but not that drastic. How do you promote a sergeant to a captain? You skipped a few ranks there. So you didn't go through the process. So that would make some um, some people unhappy, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Especially if you were in line to get promoted to that position because of the process that was already in place. So... That would tear down your morale a little, I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So is is there a certain amount of time a a chief would stay on? Is it automatically set for like six years or five years or or until a new uh, mayor comes in? Is there any set time? The, the chief is the the chief is appointed by the mayor, right? And it's up to him to decide how long he stays, as long as he's there. But you know, normally, if a new mayor comes in, there's a new chief coming in. 
unless remember when we when the city went under the uh, bankruptcy um changes the uh, chief Craig came under Snyder under the emergency manager Kevin Orr that's how he was appointed so he didn't work for the mayor he worked for the state governor oh that's why he stayed there so long oh okay Okay. Okay. PC, Uh are you done? Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, Officer Burns, is there anything you would like to say before we leave? Well, since we were talking about children, um, I I sat down and jotted a couple notes. Um, and, 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 And this applies to me as well. When your children desire to talk to you and share their problems with you, stop everything that listen, you're doing and listen, listen to them. Listen, absolutely. There's nothing more important than listening to your children. That's right. That's my thought. Okay, I agree with that. Mr. Coleman, did you have something that you want to say before we leave? Well, I think it's uh, still January. It's the beginning of the year. And uh, if you want to do something, you know, do it. I think uh, life is short. And uh, if you, you know, want to, you feel you need to change your habits, change them. I think, you know, uh, everything lies between our two ears. And so uh, if you want to do something, make it happen. All right. Did Sister Lucy want to say something? Yeah, that's what I was waiting for her next. <laughs> Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been trying to say something forever. Oh, anyway, uh, I just wanted <laughs> to say that um, um, if you don't mind, I don't know how much time we have. But um, I know um, we have to have, still have to see what type of what type of um, family life we have. We have the single parent household that that you know, and they're the younger, you know, and uh, trying to get them to listen to their children when they're acting like children themselves. I know I, I had the incident where my daughter called me. She, uh, she works been working at night, twelve hour shift, seven to seven. And then the kids, Andrea has to be at school at 730 and around there. So she come calling me because the hospital won't let her off. If nobody's coming to work, and they say, well, you have to stay till we get somebody here. She says, I've got to take my, get my kids to school. I've got to go, you know, one of them things, one of them things. But um, they wouldn't let her off. So she calls me. I said, why don't you tell me? And so here I am trying to get up out of bed and, throw something on and it's snowing and run out there to help her with the picture kids up and bring them to school. But I made it clear when I talked to the school, I said, look, you know how the medical situation is, you know, and she's working as a, you know, first responder and all of this. And so I just sat and talked with them to let them know, Hey, she's, the kids won't be there. It's like they are supposed to be on time. Then I do have my grandkids call me. 
Granny, when you get in here, you know, all this stuff, you know. But um, we have to consider what a lot of them are faced with, especially single-parent households, trying to pay the rent, the, this and all of this other stuff. That, that has to be taken into consideration, too. When we look at them trying to protect themselves, too, and their families and things of that nature, it's, it's an awful lot that goes into it. They wouldn't let her off. And she uh, come calling me this, this morning. I said, listen, you have to tell me earlier. Now, COVID stopped me. I used to be the one that was taking care of the kids. When COVID hit, I stopped, you know, because we had to go and sit down and things of that nature, which I didn't know how tired I was. But we still have to consider the makeup of our community. And it's basically the single parent, the person trying to work, trying to do this and trying to do that, all of this other stuff. A lot of times they don't feel like listening to their kids. You know, want to come home and just get some rest so she can get back up and go and work another 12-hour shift, you know, to try to have some time off. But it, it, we have, still have to consider, like he said, the demographics of our community. And it, that hasn't changed. We can say it is, and, it, and it's difficult raising children and trying to keep your, uh, you know, uh, then they get an attitude also. So I, I, I still say that we still have to watch the, uh, you know, be mindful of the type of situation we have in our community, in this single-parent household. Did I say anything? Yes, you said quite a bit. Yeah, we have to look uh, somebody, at that. We have to keep that in mind. I think somebody wanted to comment on what you yes. said. TC, you yeah, got something to, else to say? Yeah. You know, as as she was talking about, the, the dynamics have changed. But now, wouldn't one thing kind of help us by helping our kids make the right decisions on the person they choose? How do you mean? Well, you know, a lot of times uh, mismatched people come together. You know That's what I mean? That's true. That's and definitely so, true. <laughs> yeah. You know, so what I'm saying is don't – we need to teach our kids because everybody ain't made for everybody. You know what I mean? And I, I know having a couple yeah. of girls, you know, what I see, I don't – I'm not you know saying I'm saying this right, but – some of the choices that they made about men in their life or things in their life, you sit there and you look at it and you say, that made totally no sense. I agree with you. I agree, but they won't listen. Oh, so, you know. Look like they're reaching yeah, and grabbing at any and everything, you know. I agree with you. You know, but because after you start doing something, it's kind of late to try to, you know, pull things back. Cause, that is uh, true. My daughter, uh, my my middle daughter, uh, we tried to get her to go to the Air Force, right? And so they uh, they told her right there on the spot, they said, if you finish college, we're willing to sign right here, right now. We'll make you a pilot once you get finished with your college, right? Mm-hmm. So she, so, you know, she comes out of the room and she's crying. I'm like, what are you crying for? Daddy, they won't give me what they said. So what do you mean they won't give you what they said? So, you know, I'm the old master sergeant, so I go in there. We shut the door, and all these, what do you call those words that you can't say on TV, and this <laughs> yeah. other guy, we're just going at it, right? And then he said, well, in the middle of my last bad words, he said, 
Your daughter said she wanted to be with her husband. Husband? She ain't married. <laughs> well, that's what she said. You know. Now, this boy that she's dating, he didn't even qualify. He could barely qualify to shoot at somebody, let alone, you know. Uh, yeah. You know. And so that's who she was in love with and didn't wind up going, right? Had a baby. You think they'll take me now, Dad? No. You know what I mean? We have to teach our kids some decisions only come one time. You got that right. And you got to take advantage of it when you it comes. got that right. You know, I know people in love, but I ain't never been so much in love that somebody's <laughs> going to take my money from me. It is true. So it's the, the person you choose to yeah. marry has the biggest influence on what your life is going to become. Most definitely, yeah. You're right. I had an opportunity when I got out of high school. I went in and to work for this uh, Caucasian family, and I was taking care of the younger uh, little boy. And somewhere down up in there, they were going to Europe. And they begged me to go. And I didn't go. And that was, that's been years ago. And I still think of that. What would have happened had I gone? Maybe I still would have had to stay in the hotel and take care of the child. But I don't know. I don't know what would have happened. Mm -hmm. But they they begged me to go. Yeah, a different experience too. Yeah. Well, I didn't yeah. know, so it is what it is, or was what it was. At any rate, thank you, Officer thank Barnes. You. I appreciate you. Most no, I appreciate you for coming again and talking to Thanks us. Thanks so much. And you, TC, and you, Lucy, and. uh I think all of those that are listening and haven't said anything, I love them too. So what I have to say before we go is one reason people resist change is because they focused on what they have to give up instead of what they may have to gain. So with having said that, I thank you guys. Have a good weekend. And um, we got another Friday in January. So I'll be talking to you guys next week. No, we have don't. A good yes, you do. Don't you have another no, 28? Oh, no. what am I looking at? The date is <laughs> the, the date of 28. <laughs> okay. Okay. See, All you right. made your change for this year. <laughs> it may not have been the one that you wanted, but you made one. Please forgive me. I, okay, that's right. Because thirty Monday is the thirty first, and that's the last day. And next month will be my birthday month. So, Go ahead. anyway. Have a good weekend, everybody, says the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White.
show. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Good night.